Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the SoVerve Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at SoVerve Marketing Group, bringing you this week's episode. And thank you so much for spending your mornings with me. I am so excited to be having this conversation with you today because it is a topic, a little elephant in the room that has been sort of there all along, but I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this. Definitely a lot of the online creator community, I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had, but a lot of people don't have it because they don't talk about it unless it's happened to them. However, I feel like having the conversation is important because We need resources to basically tell us, okay, this is a better way to navigate a situation, right? And so I want to talk today about an interview that I gave Bloomberg Quint regarding a situation with our uh, previous payment processing system, Square. Now, what I have come to find since the interview is a lot more people were affected by their recent decision to put a lot of their accounts on a um, sort of like a like a charge reserve, if you will, they decided um, with their decision basically to put a lot of these accounts on reserve. It had nothing to do with someone actually previously experiencing any kind of uh, customer disputes or any kind of chargebacks or anything like that. It's really a decision due to mostly COVID-19 and the economic climate and Unfortunately, it just the the economic situation lends itself for people to take advantage, you know, of of online uh, businesses primarily that are again processing payments online, um, and and it affected a lot of us. So basically, let's kind of go back a little bit. So. What is a chargeback? So a chargeback is when you have purchased um, a good or a service and you have, you know, issued a payment using your credit card and you basically, because you issued it with your your banking institution, your credit card, right? It could be a debit card. It could be a, a credit, a major credit card, Visa, MasterCard, etc. Uh, payment processing systems like PayPal, Stripe, Square, etc. So they are in charge of actually processing the system, right? They receive uh, a fee for uh, allowing you to process the system or the payment through their system. No problem. So they get paid a percentage and you get paid the difference. No problem. The customer gets their product or service. What a lot of people do, um, and it is something that has plagued the online community for many, many, many years is they will, for example, if you're a course creator and you have a course, somebody, you know, you can have all the clauses known to mankind. You can have all the, um, you know, the, the payment, uh, consents, if you will, or, or processing consents or the course consents 
Still, a lot of people, what they'll do is that they will take a course or they will purchase a downloadable, etc. And even though they have received the, you know, work um, in the form of a product or a service again, they will charge back. So what they'll do is that they'll contact their banking institution and instead of, you know, going through the payment processing system, in this case, again, a company like PayPal, Stripe or Square, they will actually contact their bank. So whatever their banking institution is, and they will say, oh, I never received said item or I never received this product or whatever. And what the bank will typically do is that they will you know, refund the client, basically. They will add a, a fund, you know, the funds back. Typically what happens is that the bank then starts dealing with the payment processing system um, and the two of them will communicate the vast majority or the vast percentage of cases, for example, with a processing system like like PayPal, where the customer wins is very high. And therefore, not only are you out of the funds, but then you have a negative, if you will, um, kind of like... Um, like it's just like a, a negative in the account of the payment processing system that you've been, you know, that you've been using. So typically what happens is, is that that payment processing system, because of that, they will apply a reserve on your account because if your business is prone to be getting a lot of these disputes, they will apply a reserve. And usually it's really high. However, what Square did was a little different. They decided to be proactive in that. And what they did was that they started looking at different industries. They started looking at the volume of sales and the consistency of, of you know, these charges um, in order to then by themselves <laughs> determine, you know, what companies would or or um, in their in this case, industries would be most affected from the conversations that I've had is that Square, for example, um, just targeted companies and industries. But in this case, I want to kind of focus more on the companies themselves um, that have never had any issues with, you know, chargebacks or haven't never had any issues with disputes. And to apply a 20% as it, as was in my case, a 20% reserve is a big deal, is a big deal. I work with very many subcontractors who depend on the work that I give them on a monthly, weekly, daily basis, um, you know, to, to sustain their living. And in this economy of where we're all experiencing a pandemic, we're all being collectively affected for a company like Square to take this opportunity to give me, for example, they gave me seven days of a notice that they were going to be putting this reserve on the account. And I was livid. Obviously, this is unheard of. I thought, what are you doing? And I'm already experiencing other things. Some that I covered in last week's episode, and some that I covered um, in the previous episode, make sure you check out episode 109. It's just, or 110, I'm sorry, it's just 
unheard of. It was very weird. And I reached out to them, of course. And they said, I said, well, what merits this? Why, why are you choosing to signal, you know, various industries and various companies? And they said that this was something that they were doing company wide with a lot of their customers. Now, some folks got um, as high as 30, some got as high as 40%. The folks that I spoke with um, were anywhere between 20 to 30%. And um, it's just un just unheard of. It just felt like I was being sort of thrown out there within the to the wolves, if you will. And it really, really um, threw a wrench on, on that. I remember that week very clearly. <laughs> Um, there was a lot going on, you know, and to have to drop everything that you're doing where you're already assisting clients who are pivoting really fast, who are making really drastic business model decisions because they need to survive this economy because they have their own employees and they have their own staff members that are depending on them in order to make wise decisions. And here you are having to drop all that you're doing because now you have to research additional processing systems and you have to to move your accounts. Again, if you are someone who has one stream of income and you have the a said processing system, um, you know, through one avenue, that's one thing. But in our case, we have many. And it was just it was it, it definitely threw a loop. So I want to talk about so that's kind of like the preface. Now I went ahead and I shared that article and that interview over on our Facebook page, you can uh, visit facebook.com forward slash so verve s-o-v-e-r-v-e and I, I shared it there. Um, I'm also going to leave it in the show notes here. So you can check it out here over on Facebook, though, I wrote a little bit of a longer post, because I wanted to make sure that um, it was understood that I did not not um, experience any chargeback. I did not experience any disputes or anything like that. It was really just, um, and I believe Square was just being proactive, which, listen, I understand that they were being proactive because of the economy, because a lot of people are out of work. And unfortunately, you do have a situa- situations where you do have people trying to be very uh, clever, if you will. Thankfully, um, I was able to move the account to another payment processing system and it didn't affect me too, too much. Unfortunately, you know, just having any bit of time where you are already experiencing a situation where you don't have a lot of, of, of manpower at your disposal and now you're having to take your mind off of very important things that are time sensitive to now deal with something like this, it, it was just unnecessary. I would, I would love to say, and I will say, I would have not been as upset had they said within 30 days, we're going to be making this change. 30 days is fine. 30 days gives me a lot of time to do the research that I needed. It gives me a lot of time to, you know, kind of do what I have, you know, take care of the things that I have to take care of and then deal with this. Um, Rather than seven days, it was just not enough time. It just felt rushed. It felt like they were making a decision um, that was very rushed. And, and um, yeah, to just give, give a client, a customer seven days to make a pivot like this, even though in the grander scheme of things, thankfully, a lot of these online processing systems makes it make it very easy for you to sign up, you know, 
connect, if you will, your online banking institution or your, you know, whether it's traditional, like I said, or online, whatever, um, your bank with the processing system so you can basically get the ball rolling very quickly. A lot of them are do that. But still, you know, you want to do your research, you want to ask maybe a couple of colleagues, a couple of questions, what are they using? How are they processing their payments, etc. so that you can make the best decision for you and your business. The whole thing just felt so rushed and it felt calculated and it just felt it, it just left a very bad taste in my mouth, really. Um, aside from that, I really do wish that they would have chosen or even spoken to or reached out to customers, even if it was just through a phone call and say, you know, you know, have you been experiencing anything? Is there, you know, just a little bit more of a we're going to apply this to accounts that are actually being affected by these things rather than we're determining this based on, I don't know what they're basing it on. I'm, I'm assuming they're basing it on industry and then they're basically choosing a, a, a lump sum within that industry that, um, you know, that could potentially be affected in the future. Thankfully, we haven't. And so it's not something that we deal with here at Severve. Now, I will say that, um, again, this is, you know, chargebacks do plague the online community. I don't want to, I don't want to kind of um, say that it doesn't. I don't want to say that it's, it's unheard of or, oh, I've never heard of people dealing with this. That's not true. I will say that. And that's why I wanted to record this episode because, Yes, the online creator space deals with this all of the time. I have a lot of colleagues actually before the interview actually went live. I want to say a couple of days before the interview went live. I had a colleague on my Facebook um, that actually has dealt with this and she dealt with this super recently. And she said, listen, somebody just took my course, saw all of the, you know, went through the, the lessons, if you will, of the course. And then, um, and then now they, you know, they have issued a chargeback and why, why people do that, why they feel the, you know, it's, people will just do what they do. It's the same thing as somebody that buys a dress, leaves the tags on, wears the dress, takes photos, does what they do, and then returns the dress, even though it had been worn. I mean, it's, it's really like a personal thing at that point, you really can't, you know, you really can't manage that. I feel like there are ways to kind of protect your business against that. Obviously, you know, if you're under contract with someone, you want to have contract stipulations um, ensuring, you know, that that there is a chargeback policy on, on your contracts. You need to make sure that clients, uh, you know, initial those, those uh, um, paragraphs. You need to document everything, whether it's a, through uh, like a recording. We, for example, I record my client consultations via Zoom. If I do speak to a client over the phone, I make sure that right away those conversations via phone are then reiterated via Slack on a Slack message or even through an email. You just want to make sure that you document things. Now for course creators, it's going to be a, diff- a little bit different. And I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, it is one of the main reasons why I have not released a course. It is one one of, not, not the only reason, but it's one of the main reasons why I haven't because 
the the plagiarism is another thing, you know, that's something that, you know, and I'm not going to touch base on that. But if you're listening to this episode, and it is the week of the 15th, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, the, the plagiarism is, is something else too that plagues the online community a lot. It, you know, content gets stolen, uh, reworded here and there just a bit, but really plagiarism is a huge issue with the online community. So what I would suggest if you are someone who experiences a lot of these things is definitely get with an attorney, get with a lawyer to see how you can continue to protect your business against these things and apply the right methodology that works for you, that is going to be consistent for you, and that is going to protect you and your business against this type of stuff. Um, Unfortunately, you know, online payment processors, a lot of them, um, the ones that do have chargeback protection, a lot of them will apply reserve if they feel like they need to. Again, the question really isn't that whether or not Square is in the right to do this. It's for me, at least it was the the, the timing. I thought the timing was off. Um, I definitely felt like the timing wasn't right. And then for sure, the turnaround time to apply something like this was just not not cool, not cool at all. Um, as many of you know, I use 17 hats. So I'm issuing automatically, okay, because a lot of a lot of this stuff is automated. Again, I talked about the importance of marketing automation and automating a lot of systems in your business and why you need to do that in last week's episode, but or in the previous episode, but The truth is, is that if a payment is due on a client, you know, within the next three to five days, I'm already issuing reminders. So a client can pay in advance if they want to. So had, you know, the the invoices that were due that week, had they come, you know, had they been submitted, I would have been affected by this 20%. And, you know, these are large retainers. So, and so again, and they represent not only income for the business, our cash flow, but then they also represent income for myself and my team members, my subcontractors. It's just not, it, it, it wasn't done right. And it, I, and I do not believe that it was done in good faith by Square. I do not think it was something that was thought through. I do um, believe that they've lost a lot of business from people that have, you know, been with them for a while. Now, I had only been with them since I want to say September of 2019. Previously, I had been with PayPal for years. But again, I just kept hearing these conversations about their chargeback issues with, um, with service-based businesses. And I thought, no, this is definitely not something that is going to be working for me in the long run. Again, because of the size of the accounts that we, that we've been bringing in in the last couple of years. So there's that. And um, yeah, so again, it, it one of the many things, you know, again, I want to say, and I want to reiterate, going into this pandemic, you you have this train of thought that you know you have your ducks in a row and a lot of things are kind of taken care of and for the vast majority i want to say that things haven't been super bad they haven't been bleak or they haven't been un um uncontrollable in the sense of i've been able to contain a lot of things that that have kind of little fires here and there 
But there have been fires. So whether they've been small or big or whatnot, they ha- there have been fires. And I've been able to um, gracefully and gr- super grateful to, to be able to be in a position to kind of do the things that I need to do in order to um, put those out <laughs> quickly and effect- effectively and efficiently. So so yeah, so this is something that you're dealing with. Listen, um, my heart goes out to you. If you've dealt with this, my heart goes out to you. Um, if you need resources on um, attorneys for creatives or uh, uh, attorneys, um, I have many, many colleagues who, you know, specialize in um, assisting the online community. There's wonderful resources out there. I know of many as well. Uh, not that I know personally, but I know of many as well over on Instagram. It's nothing but a quick share of a profile in a DM. If you are um, interested in working with anyone, definitely reach out to me. um, Because again, I just I just know of so many that do and do a good job and have excellent reviews. Um, Protect yourself, listen, protect yourself, protect your business, definitely check your emails. Because again, that was another thing hadn't I checked my emails that week. Um, in and had it, it would have been another situation, right? So just be proactive in your business. Keep your eye, you know, your eyes and ears to the ground. Make sure that you know that you know exactly how you're you're needing to pivot when you do, because um, it's it's you know part of business ownership. Really, a lot of this stuff is just part of the day to day running of a business, and so sometimes we have to make pivots. We have to leave certain service providers. Um, that no longer serve us. And so that was the case for me. I'm so grateful uh, to the Bloomberg Quint uh, family um, for, you know, giving me uh, the opportunity to discuss this topic as well. Um, and, um, and for covering that story as well. So if you have any questions, as always, please go ahead and email me at hello at sorev.com. I would love to chat with you about this topic further. Um, you can also, uh, like I said, DM me on Facebook or Instagram at soverve. That's S-O-V-E-R-V-E. And thank you for spending your morning with me and your commute. If you're traveling to work and you are now back in the office, I will uh, chat with you next week with another episode. Bye.